book of Micah, chapter 5. This is the last Sunday of the season of Advent as we move into Christmas season. We've been talking about uh, Advent, and if you notice, uh, underneath the flyer that was out for it, it says, Between Two Worlds. Between Two Worlds, the purple one. Between Two Worlds. And I want to explore that a little bit today for a few moments uh, because uh, the season of Advent is about waiting. It's about trusting. Thank you. Uh, and it also reminds us to stay rooted in the things of God. The book of Micah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Chapter 5. And we're going to look at just a few verses. Uh, this is one of the lectionary readings for this season. And I believe that the Spirit of the Lord has something he wants to say to our hearts today. Amen. We're going to begin at verse number 2. And we will uh, read verses 2 through 5. Here begins the reading of God's holy and eternal word. The book of Micah, chapter 5, verses 2 through 5. But you, Bethlehem, Ephratah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose going forths are from of old, from ever lasting. Therefore he shall give them up until the time that she who is in labor has given birth. Then the remnant of his brethren shall return to the children of Israel. And he shall stand, the text, and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall abide, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and this one shall be peace. Verse 4, he shall stand and feed his flock. And in the majesty, in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall abide, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and this one shall be peace. The word of the Lord, thanks be unto God. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask that you would speak to us this morning, speak through my mouth, open the eyes of our understanding. Give us an ear to hear what your spirit is saying. Father, your word declares when we are weak, you are strong. And so we ask that you would stand strong in me this morning. Anoint me afresh from the collar of my head to the very sole of my feet. Let the words of my mouth, meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. I want you to say this with me. I will, I will. finish strong. Finish strong. Say it again. I will, I will finish, strong. finish strong. I want you to type that in. Finish strong. Finish strong. Finish strong. The book of Micah, very quickly. The book of Micah is a very obscure book. 
And as, as Josh shared last week, it is one of the minor prophets, minor in the sense of the length of its books. And again, uh, just as he reiterated on last Sunday, uh, as he gave us a message out of Nehemiah, uh, I want to reiterate uh, what Dr. William Jones said many years ago, that these were minor prophets with a major message. Now, here's where I want to land today uh, because of where we are. Micah was a very unique uh, prophet. He was a very unique voice. Uh, he was called to speak between a very unique time, uh, specifically to the southern kingdom, to Judah. Uh, there is a name for him in Hebrew. It means who is like the Lord. And that's wonderful because uh, he is literally, uh, his name speaks to us even today. Who is like the Lord? Uh, when we think about all that we have endured over these almost 52 weeks, uh, we can really say who is like the Lord. When we look at all of the things that have happened around us, that are happening in front of us, that are happening that we have no control over, we can even say like Micah, who is like the Lord. But not only does his name give us significance, not only does his name, thank you Holy Ghost, give us significance, not only does his name mean something important, but the Bible declares unto us that Micah was one that had a specific assignment. He had a specific assignment. And I want us to understand the importance of assignment because there is always going to be an alignment for your assignment. I'm going to say it again. There's always going to be an alignment for your assignment. In Luke's Gospel chapter 4, uh, Luke's Gospel chapter 14, give it to me. Verse number 18, very quickly. Luke's Gospel chapter 4, verse 18. I feel all right now. Luke's Gospel chapter 4, verse number 18. And the Bible says this, and I want us to look at this uh, because this is really what we could consider the mission statement of Jesus Incorporated. And notice in Luke's Gospel chapter 4, verse number 18, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon who? Me. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind. Verse 19. And to set at liberty those that are bruised. Next. And to do what? To preach the acceptable, thank you, year of the Lord. So Jesus establishes his mission. He had an assignment, and his assignment was to do several things. When we look at Micah, Micah has a unique assignment. He was called the people's prophet. Amen. He was called the prophet to the poor. Uh, if you really want to understand what we now commonly know as social justice, its roots are rooted in the book of Micah because before Dr. King ever walked the earth and before uh, Vernon Johns and before all of these wonderful persons 
uh, that prophetically stood over the last 50 to 60 years for what we now know as civil rights. The first poor people's campaign was not in Birmingham, was not in Atlanta, but it was in this obscure village by this prophet named Micah. Because Micah is called now to speak to a people who have been ostracized and they have been criticized and they have been set aside and they have been misunderstood and they have been overlooked and I can tell you this morning that no matter what you're facing right now, there will come a moment in your journey when a crisis will come that will knock the wind out of you and it will cause you to ponder if God has forgotten about you. My God. Wow. Wow. And Micah is one who speaks to this moment. He's one that is called to deal with the tension and the challenge of a people who have to believe in spite of seeing no tangible evidence that God is on their side. And if you're not careful, we can easily believe every headline that's in front of us today. Where it appears as if there's no end in sight. There is a longing for normalcy. A normalcy that we may never see again as we once did. We are, for all intents and purposes, far from home. (laughs) And yet the Bible declares to us that Micah stands in the tension of this text to speak hope to a hurting situation. He stands at the the tension of this text to speak hope in a helpless situation. And he stands before the people and tells them, but you, Bethlehem, Ephratah, meaning house of bread. And it also speaks to the name of those that are in a particular place. But you, Bethlehem, house of bread, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, Judah means praise, to be praised. And Judah is the underdog. Judah is the rocky in this situation. Judah is the one that everyone overlooks because of how small it is. And I have discovered that God often does big things in small places. Judah, from you, I'm going to do something that you have never seen before. Hallelujah. And yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel whose going forth are from of old, from everlasting. Everybody say everlasting. everlasting. Somebody say it again, everlasting. everlasting. And what I love about this terminology of everlasting is uh, that there is a distinction. Notice he says in this verse, from everlasting. I was on the phone with Dr. Gordon last night and he was sharing with me the distinction between eternity and everlasting. When we understand eternal life, 
eternal life. The term eternal life has a beginning but no ending. But God is from everlasting because he has no beginning and no ending. And notice here what happens. He says, going from all from everlasting, which means God is going to do something that is going to be so spectacular, you will have no reference point for how it got to you. Uh, he's going to do something unprecedented to the place where when it happens, you will have nobody to give credit to but God. And I want to submit to you this morning that there will be moments in your life as we end this year and go into another year that you will encounter circumstances, situations, and things that are uncommon and unusual, but the only person you will be able to give glory to is God. To God be the glory. How many of you can say that? For the great things he has done. I might not always be in a great situation. I might not always be in a great circumstance. But he's still worthy of the glory. It might always look good. But he's still worthy of the glory. I might not always feel good. But he's still worthy of the glory. I might be limping today. But he's still worthy of the to God be he says therefore he shall give them up until the time when she was in labor has brought forth then the rest of his kindred shall return to the people of Israel I want to focus in on verse number 4 verse number 4 he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord. He shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord. Very quickly, I'm going to tell you how you're going to finish strong. You're going to finish strong in Christ. Amen. You're going to finish strong in Christ. Now, I've already given you the answer, but I want to walk you through how the problem will be solved. So I'm going to finish strong in Christ, but how am I going to finish strong in Christ? Well, Micah gives us an outline in this verse. Notice, number one, he says, and he shall stand. Everybody say stand. stand. Say it again, stand. Type it in and stand. Uh, there's something about the grace of God. That's right. There's something about the grace of God that enables us to stand even when we don't feel like standing. And you know, I'm going to even use this as an illustration. Uh, because uh, what I've discovered is, no matter where I go, she's always following me. Why? Because she knows her father is close. And every now and then, even when you aren't sure what you should do, God is not ever going to leave you nor forsake you, despite what goes on in front of you. And how many of you know that despite how it looks, and despite how it seems, he is with you. And notice here the Bible says he shall stand. He shall stand. 
He shall stand. He shall stand. That's all right. Don't throw me on. If she shall stand. That word stand there means solidity. It means solidity. On Christ the solid rock I stand. <laughs> it speaks of solidity. I mean, we were working together. It speaks of solidity. So I understand that uh, everything else might be sinking. Yes. Uh, uh, we're in a, a time of inflation. Everything's going up. Gas is going up. Water is going up. How many of you see it? Yes. How many of you see it? We went to McDonald's the other day and I said, that's the price for McDonald's? You would have thought I was going for something that was more professional. Everything's going up. Everything's happening. Things are moving. Uh, markets are up one day, down the next. This is up one day, down the next. First they tell you that one vaccine is fail-proof, turn around, and then they tell you, don't take that one, take these two, then all this other stuff. Everything is happening moment by moment by moment by moment. And if you're not careful, just watching the news will make you confused. There you go. Am I talking to anybody here this morning? And so notice what happens here. It says, and he shall stand. That stand means solidity. I've got to stand on the word of God. I've got to stand on the promises of God. I've got to stand on the plan of God. Why? Because everything else I could have relied on is breaking down. Everything else I could have relied on is breaking down. We got out of one presidency, thought we could take out breath, and already in another presidency, and we already can see that many of the concerns that had, were had are not even going to be addressed this time around. Amen. And so, uh, that means that our answer is not political. Yes. Hallelujah. Our answer is not scientific. No, it's not. Our answer is not social. Because guess what? All your friends don't know how to fix this. Wow. <laughs> Am I telling the truth? Okay. Our answer is not in any way, shape, or form on our own. Our answer only can come by us looking to the hills. From which cometh our help. All of our help. Hallelujah. Woo, I'm going to say that again. All of my help. Somebody shout in Texas. Say, all of my help. All of my help. Even in good times. Even in down times. Even in bad times. All of my help comes from the Lord. Yes, it does. Brother I was in the, was in the dentist's chair the other day. I'm sitting in there. And while I'm sitting there, she's digging and digging and digging and digging. Oh, God, have mercy. She's digging and digging out what she's digging. And at one point, I'm upstairs. She said, what are you doing? I said, I'm praising God. She said, why? I said, I'm hurting real bad. I'm praising God. She said, no, I'm praising God partly because I want to knock her out. I'm praising God. Praising God. And I said, if I praise God, I don't want to put her in the face. I'm praising God. Praising God. And she's up there numbing me. Does it hurt? I'm still praising God. Does it hurt? Yeah, it hurt. Well, I'm going to have to use a lot of numbing. I told you that before you started numbing me. Hallelujah. And what am I saying to you? I'm saying that I understand that all of my help comes from the Lord. The same help by the hand of a doctor, the same help by an employer, and the same help by wherever you go. Let me tell you something. You get on a plane, you need the help of the Lord. That God would guide the hand of the pilot. If you sit in front of a doctor, you need the hand of the Lord. That he will guide the hand of the person assisting you. All of your help comes from.
of God. Then he says, he shall stand and feed the flock. I move from solidity, secondly, to sustenance. To sustenance. I love Psalm 23. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. One thing I've come to realize, he will sustain even when everything else does not work out, does not look good, he will sustain. Amen. And then it says, in the majesty of the name of the Lord, in the strength of the Lord. Now, in the strength of the Lord speaks to structure. So first thing we see is solidity. Amen. Secondly, we see sustenance. Third thing, we see structure. And I'm going to deal with that before we get to the end of this message. That we've got to put some things in place so that we're able to ensure that we finish this year strong and we enter into a new year stronger. And notice here, the Bible says, uh, and in the majesty of the name of the Lord. That majesty there speaks to splendor. God has a way of bringing beauty out of broken places. God has a way of bringing joy in the midst of sorrow. God has a way of bringing hope when I'm hurting the most. God has a way of bringing peace in the midst of everything happening all around me. And so that word there, majesty, speaks to splendor. But then he says, and they shall live secure. That word secure speaks of the shadow of the Almighty. <laughs> and that's why I love Psalm 91 and verse number 1. I've said for years that we ought to make Psalm 91 and 1 our 911. And in Psalm 91 and 1 it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Yes. shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Understanding that I have security that's greater than TSA. I've got security that's greater than anything that could ever happen around me. Yes. And one thing I've come to realize is that I need the protection of Almighty God to keep me in perfect peace. And lastly, he says, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth. That great there speaks to superiority. And finally, verse number five, and he shall be the one of peace. That peace there speaks of serenity. So I've got solidity. I've got sustenance. I've got structure. I've got splendor. I'm under the shadow. Uh, there is superiority and there is serenity. These are the seven ways in Christ. Hallelujah. I'll finish this year strong. Wow. Yes. Come what may in 2022. Yes. Come what may in front of me. Challenges will be there. People ask me all the time, what are you sensing for next year? God is not subject to time. We are. He knows the, the, the ending from the beginning. He knows the A to the Z. We're trying to figure it out, but he's already been there. Yes. So when I understand that, I don't have to fret, I don't have to fear, I don't have to wonder, because I already know whose hand.
hands I'm in. And since I'm in his hands, I know he'll protect me. I know he will provide for me. Very practically as I close, softly, very softly, every close as I close, as I close, I want to look at three keys, three keys to finish 2021 strong. Three keys to finish 2021 strong. And notice it says, taking Jesus with you everywhere you go. I, I grew up, you said that song, you ought to take the Lord with you. Yes. Everywhere you go. Yes. Uh, in the street, crowd, uh, highways, byways, take the Lord with you. <laughs> Everywhere you go. And I was reflecting on that this morning. And notice uh, the, these, these three keys here. I want us to look. And we gotta do this by we gotta do this by making an appraisal of your current reality. What does that mean, Bishop? An appraisal of your current reality. I hope we can even put these slides on, on the stuff so people can see them. Okay? We can put them on social media or something so they can see them. All right? uh, an appraisal of your current reality. What does that mean? Uh, anytime you are dealing with property, real estate, which is exploding right now, uh, unreasonably in, in my opinion. Uh, uh, when you look at an appraisal, it's dealing with uh, the pressing of something, the real value. Whenever you call an appraiser, they have to tell you what the real value is to make sure you know what it is if you're getting your money's worth or not. And I want us to look at making an appraisal of our current reality. As we conclude the year, I want you to get this and work on this. This is going to be your homework as we get ready for New Year's Eve. Because New Year's Eve, we're going to be online. We're we'll looking through that screen. Tell me, pull up what I asked you to do. Amen. As we conclude the year, what are your desires for next year? What are your desires for next year? Between now and New Year's Eve, there are 12 days. Between now and New Year's Eve, this word give you some homework. Between now and New Year's Eve, I want you to create the following. It doesn't have to be long, it could be a sentence. A vision for your life. A vision for your family. I don't talk to all my family. You can pray for them. Amen. Hello? Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. You can pray for them. How many of you know that everybody in your family it, it got some challenges? It, 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 it's, it's, it's universal. Amen. It's universal. Trust me. And I come from a saved family. And we got all kinds of flavors. Hallelujah. Ain't very colorful. Okay, so a vision for your life. <laughs> a vision for your family. Vision for your family. It could be immediate. It could be someone that you know of. Uh, it could just be simply saying, uh, that God would heal, that he would touch, okay? And then also a vision for your personal development. Your personal development. What's something that you would like to get done? It could be taking a class, a sewing class. It could be taking a photography class. It could be trying something different. It could be whatever that is. A vision for your personal development. Something that stimulates you, that gets you excited, uh, that gets you um, going, gets you moving, all right? And so you want to look at Vision for your life, vision for your family, a vision for your personal development. And as you wrestle with those, take time this week to ask the following questions. These are four questions I want you to work on. During 2021, what challenges have you faced? What challenges? 
What challenges? This is something that I've been doing for years. I want to share it with you. What challenges? What challenges have you faced? Secondly, what lessons have you learned? And then thirdly, what problems have you solved? During 2021, what challenges have you faced? What lessons have you learned? What problems have you solved? And lastly, this one really hit me when I was reflecting. Are you the same you from January that you are in December? There ought to be growth. Growth demands change. And change always brings loss. Growth demands change. And whenever there's change, something has to be let go of so that something else can come. I want to close with this with this prayer. It's an ancient prayer. It's called the Prayer of St. Patrick. I want you to just lay your hand on your heart and, and repeat after me with it. It might be a little hard to see it. So just repeat after me. Christ with me. Christ before me. Christ behind me. Christ in me. Christ beneath me. Christ above me. Christ on my right. Christ on my left. Christ when I lie down. Christ when I sit down. Christ in the heart of everyone who thinks of me. Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me. Christ in the eye that sees me and Christ in the ear that hears me I arise today through the mighty strength of the Lord of creation Amen 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 Let's thank God for finishing strong If you're not saved out of the ark of safety we offer Christ to you today He died thousand years ago for your sin. He desires to save you. Bring you into an everlasting covenant relationship with him. And the only way you're going to navigate this year effectively is in Christ. Andre Crouch used to sing a song years ago. It's all because of Jesus. All because of Jesus we are here. And so we offer Christ to you today. Uh, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart the Lord Jesus, then you are saved. It is my prayer that we finish strong. If you finish strong this year in the fullness of what God has established and ordained. And that his hand would cover you. That his hand would guide you. That his hand would be with you. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to receive the Lord as a gift at this time. And if you're saved, if you receive, come for salvation, you can go to wokefire.com, our website, that will show you resources uh, that will enable you to grow in the things of God. It's time to give in the house of the Lord. We're excited about it. It just says our worship is participatory, giving is participatory as well. We're coming down to the end of this calendar year, uh, the end of this uh, year, and we know that everything uh, will be met 
according to what God has said. Amen. Amen. Every now and then, I've had to do this for years, but every now and then, I just look and I remind the Lord, Lord, this is your house, so, so you got a foot in it. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. I know you love, you love coming for offering. Yeah, because you give them. Mm-hmm. Amen. There are four ways to give. Amen. Greet the people. You want to bless the people? You want to bless the people? <laughs> Amen. There are four ways to give. Uh, you can give via Cash App, uh, via Cash App, uh, dollar sign, Global Fire Now. We're going to ask you to be liberal in giving today. Uh, let's sow into the work of God. Uh, I know it's the end of the year, uh, but we ought not let Amazon and Target and uh, all of our retailers, who definitely, I'm not saying they don't need it, uh, but let's make sure we honor the Lord. Amen. Uh, dollar sign Global Fire Now. Uh, you can also give online our website, globalfirenow.com. Those of you selling, have asked how can they uh, be a blessing to the first family on Christmas. If you go on our website, um, you'll see that there's a collection there for Bishop Steve. Anytime you want to be a blessing to the first family, you do that. My wife will get it. Trust me. Amen. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, also, we have cash up there and all that kind of bless you. Uh, but uh, for the work of ministry, Global Fire Now, our website, globalfirenow.com. You can text the word global to 51400. We will update these uh, occasionally because I know that they always have new different things that you can use. Uh, someone's asked about Venmo and all that. All right. And then Zell, uh, Zell, we have globalfirenow at gmail.com. I want you to give according to how God has blessed you. Uh, time is 10% of anything that you receive and offering. It's what we give unto the Lord. Father, I bless you when you've done it. Uh, just uh, say amen as you've done it. Father, I bless you. I thank you for giving. I thank you for blessing uh, the liberal giver, the cheerful giver. And I pray that you bless us corporately for this season of giving. And we declare in the name of Jesus that we will finish strong in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I pray that you have been blessed this day in the name of the Lord, that the Lord will continue to keep you, the Lord will continue to strengthen you, and the Lord will continue to anoint you. People saying hi to you, so amen. And we ask that you would be blessed. For those who are in-house, let's stand. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, finish strong. Finish strong. Finish strong.